on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 1-1 pitch. Swing and a bouncer. Hit to the left side. Simmons gobbles it up. Steps on second. Throws to first. It's a double play, and the ball game is over. Peterson hit it right into that shift, and the Minnesota Twins have taken the first two games of this three-game weekend series. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Bolling. The Brewers have lost three straight games for the first time since before the All-Star break. They lose a series on the road as they lose to Minnesota today, 6-4. They'll look to salvage a game coming up tomorrow. Brewers fall today as uh, they uh, just couldn't get a whole lot going from an offensive standpoint outside of a four-run fifth inning. Adrian Hauser, a very up-and-down day, was good early, then struggled in the fourth, came back with a three-pitch fifth, uh, and, and then struggled again in the sixth when he ended up coming out of the game. So uh, a weird game. Pat Murphy's getting thrown out before the game even gets started. Rowdy Telez gets thrown out for reportedly just simply saying that wasn't a strike. There's a lot going on in this one. If you want to chat about it, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can uh, tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's bring in uh, former Brewers pitcher, Jerry Augustine and Augie, there's a lot to talk about with this one, but it's just uh, sometimes we say this. It was just a for lots of reasons. This was kind of an, an odd night at the ballpark, and it results in the Brewers falling by a six-four score. Yeah, especially when you look at Murph getting thrown up before the game. It's just it's just when you play these Twins, and we talked about it last night. So many unusual things will happen. You know, these are two teams that really play hard at each other. They play a home and home and away game uh, series each and every year, and what you throw out the records, you throw out the records and how they're playing, and you look at a Twins team that was really struggling scoring runs in the last couple series. Coming this, coming this game, put up a four spot, put up a four spot in the fourth, and then their bullpen, which has been struggling, really does a nice job for the second eight in a row. You really have to hand it to the Twins bullpen; they really did a nice job. Yeah, it's. Um... It, it, it's a weird thing when you look at this year. The Brewers uh, struggled losing two out of three against the Twins early on, and now they've lost the first two games. They struggled against Kansas City. So thankfully, uh, they're, uh, the Brewers are going to be done with the uh, Twins and the Royals once they are done uh, with this series. But for whatever reason, those two teams have certainly given them a little bit of trouble uh, so far this year. Uh, Brewers did once again lose uh, against a left-handed star. Although, you look at what the Brewers did. I mean, they, they had that four-run fifth inning. They were able to tie the game up. They were able to get uh, Barnes out of the game. So there, there was some there was a little bit of success there against a left-hander, but when it comes to record in game started by an opposing left-hander, that's another loss today for the Brewers. So it's certainly something to mention as well. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line. You could tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers uh, come up short as they lose to uh, Minnesota by a 6-4 score. They've lost the first two games of the series. We're back with more in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. The pitch, ground ball, back up the middle, and into center field for a base hit. Polanco's going to score. Donaldson around third. He will score. Here comes the throw to second. It's cut off, and the Twins take a 2 to nothing lead. 
two-run double by Miguel Sano. A 6-4 loss for the Brewers today as they fall to Minnesota. They've lost the first two games of the series. Overall, they've lost three in a row. Brewers' extra innings does continue here on WTMJ. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air. Augie, it was a really weird kind of turn of events between the f- bottom of the fourth, top of the fifth, and bottom of the fifth. Bottom of the fourth, Minnesota scores four runs. Adrian Hauser just all of a sudden can't throw a strike. Then top of the fifth comes. Rain is really starting to come down. The radar looks bad and it feels like this is the moment where the Twins are just trying to get through the top of the fifth to at least make this game official. Instead, the Brewers put together a four-run inning themselves. They get a little bit of help with a uh, with a bad throw that results in the fourth run coming in. So all of a sudden it's tied up, and now you're thinking if they got to put the tarp on the field, this might turn into a really, really long night. Then you go to the bottom of the fifth inning, and the rain is still coming to co- continuing to come down. So it's very clear at this point, Twins hitters are swinging for the fences just trying to get a home run to get the Twins back up by a run in case they take the tarp on uh, after the fifth, and you have a three pitch bottom of the fifth inning and then the rest of the game is is played out after that but the, the what i just described those those three half innings that was a really weird kind of time period in this game and it has a lot to do with the way this game played out uh, there's no question about that you look at all three half innings and they're all unique and you look what it did in the in the in the uh, bottom of the fourth with Polanco and Donaldson first getting a hit, and then there were a couple walks, and they were able to score uh, score three of the runs, on, or two of the runs for, for sure, on, on walks and hit batters. And then you come to the Brewers, and the Brewers did a nice job in the fifth to bounce right back, and that's one thing we've always talked about. Can the club bounce right back? And they did that, uh, having four hits and a walk and a sacrifice by, by Yelly, and then the error that Sano made. But, you know, it's, it's so unusual that you see the a team come up with the rain going and they go up and swing at everything possible and you all of a sudden Hauser goes out straight for three pitches and he's out of an inning. You don't see that very much. That I thought that was ex, that was it that was very, very unusual. Yeah, Tom Hodricourt from the Journal Sentinel tweeted out, and I don't know if the Elias Sports Bureau has uh, has chimed in on this quite yet, but uh, but Tom tweeted out, I'm going out on a limb and saying Brewers right-hand pitcher Adrian Hauser is the first pitcher ever to throw 34 pitches in one inning and three in the next. I mean, a three-pitch inning in itself is so incredibly rare, but for that to come uh, the next inning after he was uh, in the mid-30s, you know, a lot of times if you're that high of a pitch count, you're probably not coming back out for another inning anyways, because if you're throwing 30-plus pitches in an inning, pretty good chance that uh, things did not go well and your day may be over. Hauser was given the opportunity to return, and he uh, and he gets a little bit of help. Obviously, the Twins were swinging away there, but to go from 34 pitches in one inning to three the next is just, uh, it's remarkable. Yeah, you know, in that pitch, it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't Adrian just going out there and throwing three fastballs down the middle. He actually got two outs on a changeup. I think that went on a good good sinker. Uh, it's just a very unusual one, but when you look at what the Twins were able to do, come back in the sixth inning, put a couple guys on base, and uh, getting a big hit by Jeffers to go ahead 5-4 and then adding one in the seventh. That's what this team has done. They're a good offensive ball club. We look at a team that hasn't scored lately, later in ball games, but 
against the Brewers now for two nights now. They've been they've been playing pretty good baseball, and I I just I just look at the way their bullpen has been. This is a bullpen that struggled one of the struggled in one of the bottom of the major leagues, and yet for two nights they threw the ball very well. What do you make of Hauser though? Because he he looked good there, but then he has the he has the four run fourth, and, and he couldn't throw a strike. And, and there was a lot of people who would have liked to have maybe seen him be done at some point, maybe even in that inning, and, and certainly not come back out for the fifth. You look at the fifth, and it's that three pitch inning, but you also have to kind of acknowledge that he got a lot of help from the Twins there because they were being so aggressive. And again, I think they were swinging for the fences trying to uh, hit the home run in case the tarp came back on the field. But then he comes back out for the sixth inning, and, and the sixth inning is very similar to the fourth in terms of him having a hard time uh, throwing strikes. So uh, uh, you, you almost kind of, for me personally, you almost kind of discount the fifth inning because that it wasn't so much about the way he was pitching. I thought it was more about the Twins' approach. So you look at Hauser's first three, and then you look at his fourth and sixth, and it's just uh, it's two very different uh, performances with, with inside of one game for Hauser. Yeah, you look at you know I thought it was kind of almost like two different approaches where it, it looked like in the fourth inning they they got out there and they were a little bit more aggressive and then all of a sudden after after uh, Polanco and Donaldson got the base hits they became very patient he just couldn't find the strike zone and every once in a while that does happen that does happen to a player I know Sano got the double uh, which gave him two runs but when you look at sometimes you get out there you just can't find that strike zone and he's the style of pitcher because he has that great sinking fastball. He has a good breaking ball. He has to pitch ahead. Pitching behind will hurt him. And he's one of those guys you talk about, hey, how, what type of game does does Adrian Hauser have to pitch? He has to pitch ahead, number one. And number two, he has to win 1-1 one, one counts. Going 2-1 on him makes him elevate the ball and sometimes can get him in trouble. But that inning, I it was so amazed that as good as he was pitching in those first three innings, how he lost it in that fourth inning. I It just it happens. But it just he just couldn't command a strike zone with. Does that and I think we need to be really fair to Adrian Hauser here. First off, he still has a three point six nine ERA. Uh, second off, it's not that long since he was on the COVID injured list. He still, I think, he's kind of he was he was in a pretty good spot before going on the COVID injured list. Um, but it when we talk about Hauser and we've talked about this before. There does seem to be, at times, consistency issues. And maybe I'm not being fair to him right now. Maybe this is something where uh, maybe we, we need to wait you know, two, three more starts to, to revisit this conversation because, again, he's a guy who's coming off that COVID list not that long ago and trying to kind of build it back up. But I do think there is some worry from some, especially if, you know, from the numbers, you know, the 369 ERA, if we're saying who's going to be that fourth starter for the Brewers in the playoffs, you know who the top three are going to be. You don't have to use a fourth starter that often, but you do have to use a fourth starter occasionally. Based off the numbers, it feels like Hauser has a very good chance of being that guy. But at the same time, it does feel like, and it's not just this year, it goes back to previous years as well, it does feel like some of the, there are consistency issues that just uh, pop up with him um, maybe a little bit more often than you would like. You know, I, I thought before he went on to COVID uh, IL, I thought he was throwing the ball as good as anybody. He was really commanding the strike zone. He was getting ahead of hitters. He was keeping 
positive counts, getting ground balls. He's one of the top in major leagues at getting ground balls, just doing everything he had to do. And I think what happens, he's coming back and, you know, he's, you look at the pitch counts that he's had in his, his start since he's come back. I just think you've got to be a little bit patient with him. I think sometimes you, you get out there and you get into a certain number of pitches because I thought the first three innings he was outstanding. Really threw the ball well, used all his pitches, and just seemed like that fourth inning after Polanco and, and Donaldson got that base hit, he just changed his approach a little bit, and I think we just have to be a little patient with him, give him a couple starts, and see where it goes from there. But I agree with you. When you look at a guy who is throwing the ball very well, Matt, I would think that Adrian Hauser was throwing the ball very well before he went on COVID. It's not saying that, that Eric Eric Lauer or, or Brent Anderson isn't, but uh, I tell you, when you look at what Adrian was doing, he was throwing the ball very well. Yeah, before the COVID injured list, I would have said that it was a pretty easy uh, answer that Hauser is your your number four guy for whatever you might need in the postseason. I don't know if that's an easy answer at this point in time, and thankfully Craig Council has uh, a month plus before he has to start making those decisions. By the way, in case folks did not hear, since we're mentioning uh, postseason stuff, the Reds did also lose today. Uh, They fell to the Marlins by a 6-1 score, so even with the Brewers' loss, they do not lose ground in the NL Central. They continue to lead the division by 7.5, and and I believe that puts their magic number at 25, if I have that correct. I'll have to double-check that. But uh, I think it was at 26 going into today, so that would put their magic number at uh, at 25. So it's always fun to be talking about magic numbers with a little bit more than a month left in the regular season. 6-4. Brewers fall in Minnesota. They've lost the first two games of the series. They've lost three games overall. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauly on air. Uh, I would love, I'm going to throw out a question here that I'd love to get some uh, some text responses to if you can uh, text me here over the next uh, few minutes, and we'll get to this after the, uh, after the commercial break. Uh, Pat Murphy gets ejected during the lineup card exchange for... Probably, and I know Craig Council has talked about this in his post game tonight. I, I've not heard his uh, post game comments quite yet, but I think we can all assume that it was connected to the horrendous, the horrendous strike zone in yesterday's game. And the umpire scorecard coming out earlier today on Brian Gorman. Oh, it was bad. It was really, it was, it was, it was maybe worse than you even expected it to be. And that was as bad of a strike zone as you'll see yesterday. And uh, Pat Murphy goes out exchanging the lineup cards, gets tossed. You know that had to be a planned thing. He doesn't just go out there and do that on his own. Uh, he had a message that he wanted to send to those umpires. But when you see that, when you see uh, the Brewers bench coach getting thrown out of the game during the uh, lineup card, what's your initial reaction to it? So I'd love to hear your uh, your thoughts on the text line, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. When you heard, you saw that, uh, that Pat Murphy had been ejected during the lineup card exchange, what was your initial reaction to it? Text in 855-616-1620. We'll discuss that. We'll discuss the Rowdy Telez ejection. We'll discuss umpires overall because, unfortunately, we have to do that more often than we would like. We'll do that all coming up next. Brewers, they come up short today. They lose to the Twins 6-4. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. How's your looking into Pena? They agree on a sign. Kicks and the one-two pitch. Rolls it right back to Hauser. Bare hands throws home to Pena for the out. That's the only one they'll get, but it's a big out. And there's two away. 
Brewers lose 6-4 in Minnesota. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Matt Pauley, Jerry Augustine with you. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620, the Ankynet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Your thoughts on Pat Murphy getting ejected during the lineup card exchange. Text those in, and we'll read them here in uh, just a moment or so. Augie, what was your reaction? Murph goes out there, and, and there was actually a, there was a really good story in The Athletic that was written earlier this year that talked about kind of the uh, the art form that is the lineup card exchange, especially when the day before was a uh, was maybe a tough game. And, and written inside of it was talk about you know sometimes Pat Murphy tends to be a bit of a peacemaker when it comes to the lineup card exchange. Well, he was anything but a peacemaker today as he ends up getting tossed. Well, you know when we watched the late part of the ball game, we, some of the some of the strikes were called by Gorman last night in that last inning. You could see the frustration on Craig's on Craig's face, and you could almost read his lips saying, "That's not even close." And yeah. I, I think that he and Murph just talked after that, and Murph says, "You know what? You know what? I'm going to go talk to these guys. I'll see what happens." And Murph has been around for so long. Sometimes he has a a great way to go about things sometimes he's really forward but i think he went out and i think that was something that he and craig had talked about had planned and i think he went straight out there just to give the umpires give the umpires hey uh, a little bit of a signal saying we got to get a lot better these these are big games and we got to get a lot better i think murph was destined to do that he's the perfect guy to do it he's respected and yet at the same time he's very forward and he'll be direct to the umpires he could have said to Gorman, "Hey, did you get your uh, you get your report card from yesterday's game? How'd that thing look?" <laughs> he could have, yeah, he could have. That would have been terrible. Uh, but, but you know, they're bad. Uh, and 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 Matt, uh, we've talked about this, and you know how much I dislike the strike zone on TV. And I know you did a great thing last night saying that you know the strike zone always stays the same. I think Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball has to talk to these umpires and say, "Hey, what is your strike zone? Are you going to be tight on the inside part of plate and a little giving on the outside?" Well, then expand it. And, and so you understand it from game, from pitch one the way it is. Uh, there's so many games when we played, we had umpires that you knew they were good low ball umpires. Some guys were high ball umpires. Some guys would give you a little bit on the inside. Very few gave you a little bit on the inside. But some would give you be a little generous on that outside. But you knew that and you could pitch that. And not only that, the hitters understood it so they could make their adjustments. And I just think that Major League Baseball has to take a look at that. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. Some of the text messages, Stephanie in Madison says, regarding Murphy's ejection, three words come to mind, drunk with power. These umps are out of control, and that's the whole problem, isn't it? They are literally out of Major League Baseball's control. Absolutely bonkers. A text from the uh, Nathan in the 262. The umps get their scorecards. He knew he screwed up. He needed thicker skin. Pat Murphy and the Brewers had a legit complaint when he was ejected before the game. I felt like we're going to need to play both the umps and the Twins tonight. The umps have been terrible or even one-sided in every game since Tuesday. Doug says, I like it a lot. Shows uh, some fire. Might make umpires start to think, hmm, maybe I should get better. Let's go to the phones. George is in Milwaukee. Hey, George, you're on WTMJ. What did you think? George is in Milwaukee, but he's not on WTMJ because he hung up. Oh, George, do we have you? Yeah, I'm right here. All right, we got you. (laughs) Loud and clear. (laughs) Wow. Um, maybe maybe uh, the umpire uh, interfered, um, but anyway, um, I that was good on Pat Murphy and Jerry. Uh, I remember you pitching years ago with the Brewers, 
glad you're still around. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I remember. Appreciate um, but, yeah. but yeah, Pat Murphy, you know, something needed to be said. It really did. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I think there's nothing wrong. Uh, I know Craig didn't want to go out because if he gets thrown out, he's your manager. and uh, That's not what Craig would wanted to do. But I think he wanted to send a messenger out there. And I think Murph is a perfect guy. And, you know, I think sometime umpires, I think Matt and the listeners will agree with me. I mean, you say one word and all of a sudden, bang, you're gone. But I think yeah. umpires got to turn their, turn their ears a little bit, let them speak what they have to speak, take what they have to speak, and let's move on with the big game of baseball. It's a great game. Sometimes umpires do affect games, but certain pitches, certain calls, or whatever it ha- does happen. But I, I just think that uh, when you look at the ball strike umpires, you look at some of the umpires, the way they call balls and strikes, I think the zone has to be set up to the umpire. That's just well, Augie, and also feeling. to your point, Rowdy Telez gets thrown out, and he—you could read his lips where he literally said that wasn't a strike. He said four words: that wasn't a strike. To me, like the the dictionary definition of arguing balls and strikes, he wasn't arguing. That was a that was a statement. That wasn't an argumentative, uh, you know, declaration. That was a simple statement saying that wasn't a strike. If you're gonna throw out a guy for saying that wasn't a strike as he's walking away, uh, you have no business being a major league baseball umpire. Yeah, you're good. you're really good umpires. Know how to turn that ear away from the when, and let them do their talking. You know, if they take it too far. You throw them out. But yeah. I, I think good umpires, I think you can agree with me, Matt, and the listeners will agree with me. If you take it too far, you should be thrown out. But just mention that's not a that's not a strike or that ball was high or whatever because you see a lot of the players, it, when they're at bat, there's a ball that's questionable. They'll say, hey, you know what? There's that top of strike zone. Was it in? Was it out? And, and they respect what the umpires do. So respect has to go both ways. I just think I the strike zone is just a, a very tough thing because umpires see a game different. We're all human, and we all see things differently. 6-4, Brewers fall to the Twins, 855-616-1620. The Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet in at Matt Pauly on air. We're back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauly. High set from Barnes. Telez not going anywhere. Pitch to Pena. Line drive left field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Brewers are on the board. It's 4-1 on the run-scoring single by Manny Pena. They would tie it up 4-4 in the fifth, but the Twins would add one in the sixth, one in the seventh. Somehow, some way, they get this game in. I was convinced that we were going to have a delay at some point in time. They they play through it. That's We'll give the umpires credit on that one. They play through it. There was a couple moments of heavy rain, but I think they made the right decision to get this game in. 855-616-1620, the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's go back to the phone. Sparky is in Madison. Hey, Sparky, you're on WTMJ. Okay, Matt. Hey, thanks uh, for taking my call. Uh, the question I had for you guys tonight is uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. Now, uh, you know, offensively, he's really been a, a disappointment, unfortunately, because he's always been a good ball player in the past, but for whatever reason, he just can't get started this year. And his defensive play is good. He's always been a good center fielder, but coming down the stretch now, now Taylor's hurt. I don't know when he's going to come back. Do you just basically – put him out there every once in a while to give Kane a rest here and there. You don't have a lot of options, and uh, I don't know how long they can go with Jackie Bradley Jr. if he's not producing at all offensively. So I, 
I don't know what their solution is there. If there is one or not, I don't know. But, uh, you know, he just hasn't had the kind of season we all thought he was going to have. So I just wanted to get some feedback from you guys insofar as uh, what his future down the stretch will be. Okay? Yes, Marky, appreciate it. I I think you got it right. You know, you just you put him out there. Every, Kane can't play every day. He's still an elite uh, center fielder. He's come up with a bit, you know, a few big hits. You, you put him out there every once in a while and let him play, especially when you've got this kind of lead in the division. But Augie, I mean, there's a lot of people who are, have been worried about JBJ. When, when Tyrone Taylor's back, JBJ is your fifth outfielder, so you're, you're you're concerned about a fifth outfielder. I, he may make it onto the playoff roster simply because you can have that elite defense out of the outfield. If you're if it's a one nothing game or a two one game in the ninth inning, and you just want to have your best uh, defensive alignment out there, you can get him and Kane in the outfield together, and that makes you really good. You know, you're able to kind of uh, futz around with the roster a little bit for the postseason. Maybe he doesn't make it on the postseason roster, but. Uh, I understand why Sparky's calling and JBJ's a name and JBJ's getting paid a, a fair amount of money. I guess my take here is it actually doesn't matter all that much because he's basically your fifth outfielder when Taylor's healthy. So anything you get from him at this point is just kind of bonus. Yeah, you know, you talk about him on the defense. I don't think there's a better center fielder in all of baseball, to be honest with you. He just gets everything. He's got that great arm. I just think what Craig is going to try to do in the next month and a half, next month and a week or two, a week or so, he's going to try to set him up for success. He's going to get him in some games and see if he can get over that hump. If we look at it today, I think, Matt, you put it perfectly. Tyrone Taylor comes back. He's just been very, very good, and he's, you would probably label him the fourth outfielder. I think a lot's going to do what JBJ does in the rest of the season. If all of a sudden he gets hot, he's swinging the bat, uh, doing all the good things that he can do, I think he will be on the on the playoff roster or in a postseason roster. But I just think that Craig hasn't given up on him. I don't think Craig ever gives up on anybody. But it's going to be interesting to see how he uses him down the stretch here. Uh, you just said it perfectly. Lorenzo needs a day off here and there. Uh, you look at certain matchups, and, and, and I think that's where you'll see JBJ in the game. Brewers fall to the Twins 6-4, the news in two minutes, and then we've got the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. After that, this is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 1-1 coming. Swing and a fly ball, hit to right off the end of the bat. Kepler coming on. He's going to make the catch. Tagging, trying to score Manny Pena. Here's the throw home. It's cut off. Throw to third, gets down the left field line. Peterson's going to come in and score. And the game is tied 4 4-4. 6-4. Brewers end up losing the Twins. I'm digging this music bed. Oh, it's gone now. Evan, well, well, oh, there it is. Yeah, I'm digging it. I don't know what it is, but I like it. Uh, welcome back into the program. Yeah, we can listen to it together. We should probably talk baseball. That's what we're supposed to do. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Uh, manager Craig Council, he talked baseball just a little while ago. Uh, as he opened up his uh, post-game thoughts, he uh, discussed the performance tonight of starting pitcher Adrian Hauser. Yeah, no, it was, it was a little strange because it, it felt like he kind of um, – you know, it was he got some quick outs and the stuff was good and some some soft contact and and he just he lost the strike zone on a on a couple of hitters um, uh, just kind of all just got away from up and in mostly um, and and kind of down so yeah a little hard to figure it out um, you know and it, uh, it ended up costing costing us Craig what happened with Rod, uh, Rowdy there 
with the ejection and with Pat Murphy before the game? Yeah, uh, I mean, Rowdy just, uh, you know, apparently went too far with uh, his conversation with um, with Riggs. And then, um, and I guess the same with Pat before the game. Uh, what did you hear? It looked like, looked like Rowdy just said that's not a strike, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there. I think there was a little more than that earlier in the at bat. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I mean, at, at, at some point, I, I thought Rowdy was walking away, but um, apparently, there was enough said that uh, he thought it warranted an injection. Craig, the, uh, the the inning that your offense put together, how, how good is it to see the line move and the and the bottom of the lineup get things going for you guys? Yeah, no, I mean, we did a nice job that inning. We just, you know, again, um, we just we haven't got kind of the big damage hits. You know, I, did we have an extra base hit tonight? I'm, I'm not. Um, I don't think we did. So you know, it's two nights in a row without an extra base hit, and so we put together a good inning. But um, you know, that's that's a tough way to to win games in the league. Um, you know, at some point you got to have some damage, um, and we just we just didn't have it, and. And then we didn't have enough innings that, um, you know, we put pressure on them again. So, um, you know, nice job that inning for sure. I mean, we, we had a bunch of base hits, a bunch of good at-bats, uh, took advantage of a mistake, um, sack fly. Um, but uh, that, that was that was pretty much it. Craig, do you think just lack of familiarity against these pitchers that you've seen this series as part of it? Or is it just like this is kind of what happens with an offense sometimes? No, I, yeah, I don't think um, I don't think we can make that an excuse. We just haven't done a good enough job against these two guys. Craig, it was hard. Really? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, it was hard to tell from the replays uh, on the ball that Urias hit in the eighth inning um, down the line. Was that? Could you tell was that really close, or was that like you know several feet foul? You guys couldn't tell. I don't think I'm going to be able to tell. <laughs> I don't know if maybe you had, like, you know, uh-huh. go poke your head out a little bit or something and could see better. No, I'm getting old. I don't see so well either anymore, so. You guys hadn't lost three in a row since before the All-Star break. What have you just seen with your guys and the way they bounce back? Well, we've been consistent and, and we've been, we've, we've won games in a lot of different ways because I think we're, we're pretty well-rounded, um, you know, on this stretch, unfortunately, we just, you know, we haven't, uh, you know, we pitched pretty well last night and didn't score. Um, you know, we, we, you know, we gave up six tonight, which is, it's tough to win when you give up six. Um, so we just, we just gave up a, too many runs tonight and, you know, I, I don't offensively, you know, I thought we were okay today, but, uh, um, you know, I, I think we're capable of more. Um, so, you know, we just gotta, we just gotta keep at it and, and, and salvage the series tomorrow. Craig, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a huge deal, but I just want to ask you about the, the Murph ejection again. Did, do you think, was there any carryover from last night's game? Did that have anything to do with, with Gorman and all that, do you think, or do you not really even know one way or the other what happened? No, I, I, I'm not. I haven't had a conversation with with Murph yet. I mean, I'm, it's it's likely that yeah, it had something to do with that. Um, you know, that's who the argument with, was with, and, and Brian was the home plate umpire. But um, I'm not sure what started it all. 
Hey, Craig, he ended up staying in the game. I just wanted to um, double check on Lorenzo. Um, if, if... All good. Yeah, all good. Yeah, no, no issues. And Willie came through okay tonight, too, as far yeah, as? for Willie as well. So good, good, good day for Willie. Good injury news there at the end. Unfortunately, we don't get more information on uh, the Pat Murphy. Hopefully at some point the story of whatever Murphy said to Gorman and the rest of the uh, umpires gets out because i got to think that that's going to be a pretty good story. By the way, so the Brewers have lost three in a row. First time they've lost three in a row since uh, the All-Star break. The last time they won four, or excuse me, lost four or more uh, in a row, you got to go back to mid-June. Uh, if you remember, they were playing Cincinnati. They got swept at home by Cincinnati in a three game series and then they went to Colorado. They lost the first two games of a four game set in Colorado before they uh, came back to win the next two to split that four game series. So that was a five game losing streak from June 14th to June 18th. That's the last time they lost four games or more in a row. The only other four-plus game losing streak they have this year was very early on in the season. you got to go back from May 3rd to May 7th. They were uh, they finished up a season or a series against the Dodgers that they had taken the first three and then lost the fourth. Uh, then they went to Philadelphia and they got swept in a three-game series. Man, that feels like a long time ago. And then, uh, no, they got swept in a four-game series by Philadelphia. That feels like it was years ago. And then they they went to Miami and opened up uh, with a loss before winning the next two against the Marlins. So they will try to avoid a four-game losing streak tomorrow, but if they don't win tomorrow, it would be just their uh, third, fourth-game losing streak all season long. And, of course, we know how good they've been on the road, but they have struggled here uh, in this series to, uh, to find wins. Final score, 6-4. How does it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 6-4. The Brewers fall short to the Twins. They've lost the first two games of the series. Three games overall. Starting pitching matchup today. Adrian Hauser on the mound for the crew. Charlie Barnes going for the Twins. It would be uh, scoreless through the first three innings, and then the Twins would break through in the fourth. As Adrian Hauser was really pitching well through the first three innings, but he runs into trouble in the fourth when he starts having a hard time throwing strikes. With one out, Jorge Polanco doubles, then Josh Donaldson singles. That puts runners on at uh, first and third for Max Kepler. He walks, bases loaded for Miguel Sano. Home ball, back up the middle. And into center field for a base hit. Polanco's going to score. Donaldson around third. He will score. Here comes the throw to second. It's cut off. And the Twins take a 2-0 lead on a two-run double by Miguel Sano. Yeah, 2-0 at, uh, at that point in time. And uh, then uh, they would, uh, after that, uh, with Max Kepler at third, Brent Rooker would walk. So that would end up loading the bases once again for Ryan Jeffers. Hauser looking into Pena. They agree on a sign. Kicks and the one-two pitch. Rolls it right back to Hauser. Bare hands. Throws home to Pena for the out. That's the only one they'll get, but it's a big out. And there's two away. Yeah, that was a really nice play by Adrian Hauser, and it kind of gave him an opportunity to get out of the inning as that was the second out, but it ends up not playing out that way because he does this with Andrelton Simmons at the plate. Simmons has had his struggles at the plate overall this year, but as we told you, he's been swinging the bat pretty well and had a couple of hits in last night's game. The pitch hit him. 
He plunks Simmons on the ribs. And the Twins lead 3-0. And then this happens with Luis Arise at the plate. The pitch. Missed outside, and he walks Luis Arise. So that is the third walk of the inning. And it's now 4-0 Twins. He gets out of it by striking out Byron Buxton, but a four-run inning for the Twins where they get just three hits and they leave them loaded. The rain is really coming down at this point, and it almost feels like maybe if the Brewers can't do something in the top of the fifth, Tart might come on in the middle of the fifth inning, and that might have been all she wrote for this game. But the Brewers come through in a big way in the top of the fifth. Lorenzo Cain leads the inning off with a walk. Then Rowdy Telez gets a base hit. That puts uh, runners on at the corners for Manny Pena. High set from Barnes. Telez not going anywhere. Pitch to Pena. Line drive left field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Brewers are on the board. It's 4-1 to one on the run-scoring single by Manny Pena. And it would bring up Jace Peterson. Double play depth up the middle. Here comes the 1-1. Swing and a looping liner. That's going to get down a base hit. Telez is going to be waved around third. He's going to come in and score. Jace Peterson with a run-scoring single. Make it 4-2. That's it for Charlie Barnes. Caleb Thielpar comes into uh, the game at this point to uh, relieve him. He gets Colton Wong to pop out, but then Willie Adamas back in the lineup does this. Stretch in 0-1. Swing and a line drive base hit to left. They're going to hold Manny Pena, and they're going to be loaded for Christian Yelich. They were, and this happens. 1-1 coming. Swing and a fly ball, hit to right off the end of the bat. Kepler coming on, he's going to make the catch. Tagging, trying to score Manny Pena. Here's the throw home, it's cut off. Throw to third, gets down the left field line. Peterson's going to come in and score. And the game is tied 4-4. Four runs, four hits, one air, one left in the fifth for the Brewers. And they tie it up and we go to the bottom of the fifth inning where it was a remarkable inning for Adrian Hauser. He had thrown better than 30 pitches in that fourth. He was allowed to come back out and pitch the fifth. One pitch, one out to Jorge Polanco. One pitch, one out to Josh Donaldson. And here's the first pitch to Max Kepler. He swung. Line drive right field. It's going to be caught by Garcia. Lane wins the bet. It's a three-pitch inning for Adrian Hauser. Three pitches. Unbelievable. With rain coming down, I think they were swinging for the fences just in case the tarp was going to come on after uh, the fifth. Tarp never came on, though, and we play on. To the sixth inning we go, and uh, it would be Adrian Hauser back out on the mound for the Brewers. Uh, this is uh, after Rowdy Telez had been thrown out of the game uh, earlier uh, in the last half inning. So uh, it is uh, Hauser back on the mound, and the first battery faces is Miguel Sano. He gets a base hit. And then Brent Rooker is hit by a pitch, and that brings up Ryan Jeffers. 2-1 coming back. Swing, line drive, base hit to right. Garcia comes on, makes the play. Sano has to hold at third. The bases are loaded now for Minnesota with nobody out, and Andrelton Simmons will be the hitter. And that would be it for Hauser. He exits the game. Brent Suter comes in, and he faces off against Simmons. Suter kicks and throws. Swing a bouncer. Hit to second. Double play ball. The second one. On to first. It is a double play. A run scores to make it 5-4 twins, but Suter gets two for one. Take that. 
And then he gets Luis Arise to ground out. So one run scores from a bases loaded, no out situation. That's really good work by Brent Suter. And the game moves along to the seventh inning. In the bottom of the seventh, uh, with one out, Jorge Polanco singles. That brings up Josh Donaldson. 2-1 pitch. Line down the left field line. This is a fair ball. And it rolls into the corner. Polanco on the run. He's around third. He's going to head for home. Here's the throw from Urias. It's cut off by Reyes. And the Twins push that lead up to a 6-4 advantage now. Brewers, it looked like, were very close to tying the game up in the eighth inning. Luis Urias was at the plate uh, with a runner on, and he hit a deep fly ball down the left field line, but ends up hooking foul. He struck out to end the top of the eighth, and we go to the bottom of the eighth where Hobie Milner throws a scoreless inning. So to the ninth, a new pitcher into the game for the Twins is Alex Colome. Give the Brewers credit. They make a little bit of noise with one out. Pablo Reyes walks. Omar Narvaez then comes to the plate, and he gets a base hit. So runners on at first and second, and the go-ahead run is at the plate in Jace Peterson. 1-1 pitch. Swing and a bouncer. Hits to the left side. Simmons gobbles it up. Steps on second. Throws to first. It's a double play, and the ball game is over. Peterson hit it right into that shift, and the Minnesota Twins have taken the first two games of this three-game weekend series. With the win, the Twins go to 57-72, and 72, while the Brewers drop to 78-52. and 52, Winning totals for Minnesota. Six runs, seven hits, two airs. They leave six for the Brewers. Four runs, seven hits, one air. They leave five. Winning pitcher is Caleb Thielbar. He goes to 6-0. The loss to Adrian Hauser, he's 7-6. Colome the save. It is his ninth of the year. No home runs hit in this game. It lasts a tidy two hours and 47 minutes. That's what happens when you get a three-pitch inning, and it's played in front of a crowd of 29,342 folks. Brewers come up short when we return. We'll preview the series finale. We'll also give you some scores from around baseball and uh, update those playoff races for you. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 6-4. Brewers lose to the Twins. They've lost the first two of this series. They've lost three in a row for the first time since the All-Star break. Starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Extra Innings. Let's go around the division. Reds end up losing today to the Marlins 6-1, so the Brewers do not lose ground in terms of their lead in the division. Cardinals had no problem winning against the Pirates. They win by a 13 to nothing score. Another great performance from Adam Wainwright. He went seven scoreless innings, three hits, five strikeouts, one walk. He's now 13 and 7 with a 2.97 ERA as he approaches the age of 40. And uh, the Cubs they shut out the White Sox today by a 7 nothing score. Alec Mills got the start for the Cubs. He went eight and a third scoreless, so he pitches into the ninth inning, gives up four hits, three strikeouts, two walks. Standings right now in the NL Central: Brewers lead the Reds by seven and a half, and the Cardinals by 11 and a half. And then looking at the wild card race in the National League, the Reds continue to hold on to that second wild card. The Padres are a game and a half back and uh, we'll check uh, they're in the, they're playing right now. They're losing to the Angels 7-2 in the sixth inning. So if that holds out Padres will actually be two back and 
Cardinals are three and a half back. They're still sticking around there in the wild card race. Brewers will wrap up this series against the Twins coming up tomorrow afternoon as they will look to salvage a game in the series. The pitching matchup. The Brewers will go with lefty Aaron Ashby, still looking for his first big league win. No record of 4.15 ERA. He'll be opposed by righty Griffin Jacks, who is three and two with an elevated 6.29 ERA. First pitch tomorrow afternoon. It is scheduled for 110. That means network coverage at 12:35. Overall coverage. I've got you for Brewers warm up at 12 o'clock, and then myself and Jerry Augustine. We will talk to you as well after the game for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings right here on WTMJ.